This is episode 22, and this episode is mind-boggling. Have you ever heard about the therapeutic or medicinal benefits of silver? Well, neither had I. If you've ever taken an antibiotic or had a viral or fungal infection, then I strongly urge you to follow this episode through until the very end. Today's guest really is the first super heavyweight to be on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast, given his extremely extensive medical and research career in the field of human medicine. He's published over 80 peer-reviewed articles in medical and research journals across the world, So if you've ever been sick before in any kind of way, then you might find in today's episode that there is in fact a silver lining after hearing this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? I have an amazing guest on the show today, Dr. Gordon Pedersen from Utah in the United States. Now, hold on a second here because this introduction might knock you out. Dr. Pedersen has five doctor degrees, five. Uh, and is up there with some of the most educated doctors on the planet. He is board certified in anti-aging medicine with a doctorate in naturopathic medicine and PhD degrees in immunology and medical biology from Utah State University. And also, as we were just chatting about, a master's degree in cardiac rehab and wellness. He performed his cardiology internship at LDS Hospital under Jonas Salk, who is actually the medical researcher noted for the discovery and development of the polio vaccine. And Dr. Pedersen himself has formulated hundreds of products, is a best-selling author of several books, including the very famous and well-known Chicken Soup for the Enriched Soul. He's the medical director of the Silver Health Institute and is considered to be the leading authority on medicinal uses of silver. He's personally funded efforts to bring silver's benefits into Africa's poorest communities with dramatic results, including his published cure for malaria. And to top it all off, he broke his back and was left immobile and was able to recover through a system that he created, which led him to win a bronze medal in the 2003 Utah Winter Games at the age of 43, becoming the oldest medalist. This is just what an absolute beast of a resume, Dr. Pedersen. I'm so glad you're here. How are you? Uh, I'm so glad to be here. I so enjoy your voice. And to your listeners, you're so lucky to have somebody with this type of timber and rhythm in his voice. It just makes me want to listen. So thank you for having me on. Not a problem. I'm so grateful that you're here. So um, I want to jump straight into it by asking more a bit of history about yourself. So I was wondering about your personal journey from pre-university all the way through to having five doctor's degree and becoming more focused on sort of the natural side of things. Because in my experience, the more educated someone gets, they often get more institutionalized. So I'm just wondering about your journey from pre-university to today. Well, my family is the most important thing, and many of my family members had thyroid cancer, and it all happened at the same age of 33. But one of my siblings, my uh, older brother, he got Crohn's disease, and he was 17 years of age, and by the time he was about 21, the doctor said, that's it. We don't know anything else. In fact, we don't even know what it is that's causing it. 
uh, he's going to die unless you can find an alternative. And that triggered our entire family to start searching a kind of a goal, kind of a quest to search for something that would help him with his Crohn's disease. And the short end of that is He's now 60 years old. He's had a job his whole life. He's lived fairly normal, except for a few outbreaks. And that is kind of what drove me to seek the traditional medicine route, as well as the naturopathic route, as well as common sense medicine. Because I think in today's world, common sense medicine is the most important. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think a lot of people uh, are heading in that direction, especially with the, I guess, the uprising of the internet has given people access to people that uh, potentially have alternate points of view despite being conventionally educated. And I think it's allowing people to question what was previously in place and and look, as you say, at multiple, I guess, facets of healing, common sense healing. Well, I do believe, and if I summarized all of my education in one sentence, I believe the human body will heal itself if you give it the proper tools. But that takes a lot of study and a lot of help. And I still believe your traditional medical doctor is the best place for a diagnosis. But it may be that the Internet will give you a better solution than maybe just what doctors have. But don't forget, doctors are our best critical care crisis managers, and we need them for a diagnosis. Oh, absolutely. And emergency and acute medicine, absolutely as well. Yeah, absolutely. So your personal mission is around the therapeutic uses of silver, obviously, and you've done some pretty significant work in Africa, curing malaria in as little as five days, which is absolutely mind-blowing. But I'm curious where also your journey with the discovery of silver um, came from. So where did you first get exposure to it and what led you to, you know, publishing books and papers on this topic? Well, I had children of my own, three children, and when they were very small, uh, one of them got a mosquito bite, and it swelled up fairly large, and it gave kind of a systemic response, and I thought, wow, we got over that fairly quickly, but what about these children in Africa that are getting stung by a mosquito, and it's transferring malaria, and this malaria is killing more than half of the children? What that means is, By age five, about 55% of all the children in African countries are dead from malaria, from a mosquito bite. And I said, you know, in America, we wouldn't accept that. In Australia, you wouldn't accept that. But in very, very poor countries, they're forced to accept that. And I said, I'm going to do all that I can do. So I went there. And I went to Africa, and we set up some clinical trials, and we did some work, and we found very successful results. In fact, the result is that that 100% were cured from malaria in an average of five days, and all they were doing is drinking two teaspoons of silver twice a day, just like this. So it's a liquid. This, this would save two lives. This one bottle would save two lives. So then we started using it in the family in a gel form. So you put gel on your hands and lips and other places, and when you get a mosquito bite, put it right on. In addition, we found that it destroyed bacteria, viruses, yeast, and that was inside the body as well as on the outside. It was a remarkable discovery. And gosh, it's all natural. I have to give all the credit to God. It's literally raw silver. We're just wise enough 
to process it in a way that the body can use it. And oh, and that was so fulfilling to me. Yeah, that's amazing. So I guess when when you talk about that, my biologist brain says that silver is not a required nutrient of the body. And whilst I know consumption of silver is considered non-toxic to mammals, what about the anions that can be produced? And also, does it not have a bioaccumulative effect like, say, lead or mercury? Because um, I guess the, the well-known silver bioaccumulation is Argeria, right? Is that not the, does that not happen with humans? Well, what happens with humans is they absorb distribute and excrete silver. Now, different forms of silver attach to and are distributed into the fats. Now, those are the old inferior kinds of silvers. And when uh, I did a research project and was brought in as the expert witness for Health Canada on silver and the blue man disease called Argeria, I got to testify of all the sciences and we presented them all and we discovered and I didn't do it, but Health Canada discovered that every single case of Argeria came in a person who made their own silver, and that each and every one of those silvers was, before you even took it, you knew it was toxic. For instance, many of you remember the blue man. He went on Oprah, and he was blue because of silver. Yet, when we asked him how he used his silver and how he made it, this was his answer. I start with a half a gallon of nitric acid. Then I put in two silver coins and they dissolve like Alka-Seltzer in a bottle. When the coins are totally dissolved by the acid, I use a deionized silver, stir it up, and I drink at least a half a gallon of that a day. Anyone who drinks that strong of an acid is going to produce some kind of toxic response. In the meantime, it cured his psoriasis, his seborrhea, his uh, ulcers, his anxiety problems are all, all went away. But the blue man disease stayed longer and longer. You can be assured that in today's world, the structured alkaline silvers are going to be safe. And the reason why is because. They do destroy uh, these pathogens much better than the old silvers because they're made into a, a crystalline structure. So we have a little teeny particle of silver in the past, and it could destroy one germ, and then it was neutralized. Well, now we've taken 10,500 volts of electromagnetic energy, pulsed it at one ten thousandth of a second, so this this energy is put into the silver and water, and we make water crystals with every oxygen molecule of the water bonded to one molecule of the silver. Guess what that means? The silver goes all the way through your body's circulation, never falls out of solution, and never gets to turn your skin blue because it's destroying pathogens at a resonant frequency, millions of them at a time. Then because it's attached to your water molecule, excreted right out of your body in just a few hours. That's amazing. So I guess c continuing on my biologist thinking, um, you talk about the you talk about the fact that it cures or kills rather um, bacteria and yeast and and these types of things, and that people obviously benefit from that. But particularly our gut flora has got millions and millions of good bacteria, and there's good things in our body that would they not be subject to the same fate from silver? Is silver not clearing out the good stuff as well? Yes, they are, except for this one discovery. 
I'd love to take credit for it, but I can't. It's a discovery <laughs> that the bacteria that's good in your intestines, we call it probiotic bacteria for, for the sake of simplicity, it is a different genus and species of bacteria than all other bacteria, meaning it's just a little bit different. What that means is in your intestines, healthy bacteria secrete around the outside shell of this uh, bacteria that's good for you a milk fat coating. This milky fat coating defends it from the problems of in, of stomach acid coming down the intestines. In other words, it can survive stomach acid by having a milk fat coating. Now, it's the only bacteria that does that. So when you drink silver and silver washes down into the intestines, it will destroy the membranes of all these unhealthy bacteria and yeast. But because silver is water soluble, structured water, it can't penetrate through that fat-soluble membrane, so it's got a protective coating. It's like an M&M has a little shell around it to protect the mm -hmm. chocolate inside. Well, guess what? Your probiotics has the same, and silver can't penetrate. Right. Now you've got me thinking about M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put silver in the M&Ms, and then you get it all at once, right? Oh, then that'd cure so many issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do do a lot for appetite too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess while, while we're on the topic, what for the listeners, what are some normal health problems or regular health problems or normal things in daily life? What are the reasons that people would take silver? Well, what I find is that every single person lives in an environment that's unhealthy. And you may be in an environment that has a lot of mold around you if you're in a, in a very humid climate. Other people may be in a very bacteria-filled area if they're an athlete in the gymnasium. And people don't always know what their environment is doing to them, especially in the world of cell waves, microwaves from cell phones and all these radiation forces Silver destroys bacteria, viruses, and yeast, which is about 85 or 90% of everything that really makes us suffer. But one other really magic thing, and I don't use the word magic very often between scientists, but stem cells are kind of magical. Stem cells are the immune cell that can identify where healing needs to take place and become a ligament or become a tendon, or become a skin cell, or knit that skin back together when you've been cut. Well, stem cells are mobilized and activated by silver. So in comes the silver, destroys the bacteria, viruses, and yeast, and as it leaves, it mobilizes and activates stem cells. Now, anybody and everybody can benefit from that, and especially these people that have gut problems. Right. Um is it not performing the same function as or or attempting to as antibiotics and or why is it different to antibiotics well antibiotics are made by men and when you realize there's as many as 3500 different species subspecies and categories of bacteria out there if you take a broad spectrum antibiotic like cipro cipro only destroys 23 of those 3,500, and we call it broad spectrum. And the more the antibiotic is exposed to your body, 
the more the cells of the body become resistant to it and the antibiotic needs more and more and more to perform the same um, destiny that it had before. What happens is antibiotics, the cells of your body, bacteria especially, become resistant to it. Silver, that is not true. While silver destroys by firing a silver electron like a miniature bullet at the speed of light, or stealing an electron from the membrane of a bacteria, rupturing it like a water balloon, or resonating at 910 terahertz. So when it resonates up against the bacteria, it starts to vibrate and then ruptures that cell. You realize that that's not the same mechanism of action as, a bact as an antibacterial medication or an antibiotic. So silver destroys all the bacteria except those with a healthy fat coating. And silver destroys the yeast. And silver destroys the viruses. When you realize you have that, antibiotics aren't one one-thousandth as good as the silver is at destroyed bacteria. But, but when you've got a health crisis and recognize under a microscope you can see antibiotics destroying bacteria faster than silver. Sometimes you need that help. So there's a time and a place for both, but 99% of the time is for silver. Crises management is for antibiotics. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, okay. So... On, on that notion that uh, medical practitioners often prescribe a lot of antibiotics, it was I, in my preparation for this uh, interview that we're doing, originally I discovered that in the late 1800s and early 1900s, silver was actually in the doctor's handbook of therapeutic methods or the physician's desk reference to, to treat an absolute ton of problems, but uh, disappeared about the 1930s. Why was that? Wow, you're the first scientist that I have met that knows that. That's brilliant on your part. So let's take, a, let's take a look at that for a second. First of all, in the physician's desk reference, the Bible that doctors go to for prescriptions, there's 42 drugs in the physician's desk reference right now, 
right now that include silver. 42 drugs, names like Proganol and Noval and all these different drugs, they're used for injectable silver. They're used for IV. They're used for topical. They're used for oral. All these different uses were so valuable to doctors. And then came penicillin about the 1930s. When it came, it could destroy the all these bacteria in a shorter amount of time than could silver. That means it's going to be a stronger, more powerful antibacterial agent. And they just kind of abandoned the all natural. And here's why I believe they did that. In 1924, the patent for silver expired. Thus, you can't have a monopoly on silver anymore. You already had a patent. You already had drugs. They're already in the book. The patent's expired. Anybody and everybody can have access to it. That's why the pharmaceutical companies can't buy it, monopolize it, and charge 5,000 times more for it because the patent expired. So that was a little bit of politics involved with the medicine as well. But we're learning now that silver never really should have been abandoned. We just have gotten wiser. We've turned it into a structured unit, an alkaline silver. You realize all silvers up until the last two years were acidic, strong acids that made the immune system rejected at first. So people only used it during a crisis. I'm here to tell people we have an alkaline silver made with structured water so it can penetrate biofilms, so it will work with the immune system. It's not an acid anymore. That's a powerful statement based on clear back to 1930 when it was still an acid only being used in crises now we have it for everyday use. So it's a more optimized version being in a more alkaline state? Correct. And in a crystalline structured state, it resonates in that, that water that's always kind of changing one molecule to another. It's shifting and shape-shifting. And that water is carrying the silver and it's kind of recharging itself all the time as it transfers one electron or attra attracts one electron to itself. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I also discovered in preparation for our chat that silver is actually used in the water filters of pools. So it's not – and there's a few other uses that it has industrially as well in the interest of removing bacteria or ki killing yeast or whatever it might be, and that this information actually isn't as hidden or buried as we might think. It's just, as you say, it just took a back seat, I guess, since 1930. But even in 2019, silver's still being used in these uh, similar applications outside the medical field. Well, silver's in a lot of places, and you bring up a really good point because my first real assessment of silver that got my attention was that the space shuttle was going up into space and what are they going to be exposed to and what medicine should, should you send with those astronauts? They chose to send silver. They chose to send liquid silver and silver gel so they could use it on their body or in their body and their air filters and their water filters on the space shuttle also use silver. And I thought, wow, this is this is starting to be really valuable. All the swimming pools in the Olympics filtered their water with a silver filter. And when I look at nature, I see that water in rain form comes down onto the ground, passes through the soil, 
and that soil in every country, every every kind of stone, every soil, every geology has silver in it. Silver is in sand. Silver is in sandstone. It's in granite. It's it's the filtration device. So when the rain comes down and goes through the soil, it's being uh, it's being purified, if you will by the silver then as it bounces down the creek and it's spinning and tumbling it's actually being a vortex system that spins off as many hydrogens as possible giving you the cleanest water on earth and it's because of silver in the groundwater in the soil uh that purifies that rainwater that comes down so i look at all this and i see nature and what we're developing is models and mirrors of each other yeah, absolutely. I think the future is definitely in harnessing what nature already does very well. Well, there's one more thing I just want to bring up, and that is Harvard published a study in 2013 at the Weiss Institute, and they published a study that when silver, liquid silver, is taken at the same time as you're taking your antibiotic, it makes the antibiotic 1,000 times more effective. Now, it doesn't turn it into this superhuman uh, killer. It just strips off the resistance that the bacteria has built up and allows the antibacterial effects of the antibiotic into the bacteria a thousand times easier. So silver and antibiotics, uh, their future is linked together just like this. Yeah, that's really amazing. So I guess I, I learned through, I guess, the supplement nutrition and supplement industry that is there is an extremely diverse range of quality. Uh, and there's uh, also a bunch of companies that are just plain and simply ripping people off. So my question to you is, how do we choose a good silver product to use? Well, first of all, if you want the best silver, you want an alkaline silver instead of an acidic silver. Secondly, if you recognize in the brain-gut connection, one of the biggest problems is biofilms and bacteria that have become resistant. Those are papers that came out in the last 60 days. So silver is going to need to be alkaline to work with the immune system, and it's going to need to be in a structured water so it can cut through biofilms. And that doesn't stop there. It is the rest of the body's benefit as well. So remember, structured, alkaline, silver, and that's the best way to know you're getting the best form of silver that's out there. I've been associated with silver for 15 years, and I've helped with colloidal silver development, for silver soul development, for silver hydrosol, and they all have their place. But they're all acidic. They're all going to cause rejection and inflammation at the immune level. For that reason, I spent years of my life coming up with a silver that's now alkaline. Alkaline so it works with the immune system so that you can take it every day of your life if you need to. If you live in a world with a lot of mosquitoes and you don't want to get a mosquito-borne virus, boy, that's the best thing in the world is to have silver in your body already. That's why I did this. And that alkaline structured silver is the finest form. And uh, I think there there's only uh, one or two of them out there. Everybody else is a strong acid. Wonderful. All right. I appreciate that advice for the listeners. At least people will be able to know what to look for. Um, and so I guess before I ask my last question, where can people find you online? 
You can find me at mydoctorsuggests.com. I'll say that again, mydoctorsuggests.com. And this is a website with about 200 short videos that talk about uh, about 100 different topics. And I'm just delighted to be able to share this message because I have family members that are alive today because of this product. I have friends who have taken traditional medical solutions for years and it wasn't doing them what it needed to do and silver has helped. So it's another choice. It's up to you with the facts that I've given you and the videos that we have out there and the science papers I've published. You'll have enough facts and I'm sure you'll make a good decision. Wonderful. Thanks so much. And I'll put for the listeners, I'll put all of your details and information in the show notes below this episode. And remember that if anybody that you know has learned uh, or could benefit or you have learned from this episode, please take a screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend. Share it as your Instagram story or your Facebook story so that we can share this beautiful message from Dr. Pedersen. So the last question, which I love to ask all my guests what is the number one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? You need to have responsibility and accountability for your own wellness. And I think eat, sleep, supplement, exercise, neutralize toxins, clean water, and eliminating stress are the seven principles that you need to evaluate for your own essence of wellness. Perfect, Dr. Pedersen. I'm really grateful for your time. I thank you so much for being on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. Hey, thank you. And I know silver helps. And like, can I ask you one question? Yeah, of course. Because you, you're probably the brightest person that's interviewed me ever. And I wanted to ask this question. Is there one discovery in this learning about silver that caught you and, th- and really surprised you? Well, I mean, it was all surprising because I'm very open to these, uh, I guess, things that we used in the past being brought forward because I think there's a lot of credence to, um, you know, thousands of years of history of, you know, people didn't do things for that amount of time without any reasoning. Um, I also found really interesting the silver spoon in the mouth saying where that came from. <laughs> yeah, she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. Only people who had enough money to eat with pure silver silverware could destroy the bacteria that caused the plague. And so the rich with silver actually survived the plague better than those who didn't. Oh, and it makes so much sense now when people, you know, with the the financial value of silver um, cutlery, like it makes total sense now to me. So, um, yeah, I was really interested by that and that there's these little, like, you know, you can have silver crockery or cutlery and that can be just a thing in your everyday that contributes to making sure that the food you're eating isn't covered in, you know, toxic bacteria and that type of thing. So, yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot and I, I, yeah, I loved it. And I would encourage anybody that's interested in learning more from you. YouTube has so many of your amazing interviews. So um, I appreciate you for sharing that knowledge and putting it all out there. Thank you so much. I'm delighted. And uh, I want you to know how much I enjoyed listening to you, hearing you, and I'm paying more attention to what you've got going because you've got that common sense medicine that's a very rare trait. Thanks so much, Gordon. Hey, thank you. You got, you are just terrific. Anytime. I'd love to have you on my show sometime when I do. Uh, I have a, a studio audience and a studio and it's kind of like the Tonight Show, and I'd love to have you up on the screen and interview you. You have, you, you have it going on. I know you know what's happening, so oh, it'd be nice. 
Yeah, I, I would love to. That sounds great. Sounds great. Anyways, glad to help. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. No worries. You too. And all the best. Um, thank you so much for your time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. See you later. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.